a podcast brought to you by Energy Live News. Hi, my name's Adam Woodhall and I'm a media spokesperson for Extinction Rebellion. And it's been quite a busy weekend for Extinction Rebellion, hasn't it, with uh, police raids in Kennington? Yes, uh, I was actually quite near it at the time and uh, they did actually uh, take some very dangerous pink cushions from us. Um, so, um, yeah, it was quite interesting to see what was happening there. And there was quite a lot of talk I heard over the weekend on you know, news channels and so on about people saying it's a waste of police resources when they're already stretched enough. Uh, what would you say to that? So we totally honour that from their perspective, um, that seems realistic, um, seems reasonable. But from our perspective, um, if you look at um, uh, how far along uh, the curve of a, a climate destruction that we're having, ecological destruction, um, the issue is, is that it's going, uh, the curve is just going up and up and up. So um, those people probably don't realise um, that uh, how far gone the climate and ecological emergency is. And so they're basing on that everything's kind of okay in society. So actually from their perspective, I totally understand it. However, we have a very different perspective, that everything else has failed to create the level of change that we require. So there has been change. Government is doing some uh, funding and sponsorship of uh, renewables, but it's still funding and um, renewing. Um, that, that, that man there said, get a job, uh, if I'm correct. Uh, what, what do you say to people like that? So basically what I say is that I uh, have, have a job um, and my job, which I volunteer for, is Extinction Rebellion and um, either through uh, some of my Extinction Rebellion colleagues um, uh, get voluntary living expenses and live on a very humble uh, wage. I actually uh, managed to keep some kind of hobby clients, shall we say, um, because I work in sustainability. And so uh, that's enabled me to be able to kind of juggle basically a full-time Extinction Rebellion role and uh, a spare time uh, client work to keep me in the uh, comparative manner that I'm accustomed to. Um, so what it is, is what for me is that person is just triggered on a deeply emotional basis that uh, we are doing something that um, is, they just don't understand. They can't get their heads around it. So what, unfortunately, that chap there um, chose to do was kind of like an easy kind of like, kind of try and literally kind of kick me in the back sort of thing. Like, yeah, get a job. Um, when in fact, actually, um, what I'm working on and what all uh, my colleagues in Extinction Rebellion on is trying to make it so that we all have jobs in 10, 20, 30, 40 years time, that our children all have lives in front of them and, uh, uh, and our children can, can basically um, look forward to a, a, an okay future because things are going to change already. And uh, what do you say, to, for example, you know, I've seen a few taxi drivers driving around looking annoyed uh, by the roadblock down there. And I was listening to the radio where people in the meatpacking districts were complaining because people from uh, Animal Rebellion, is it, or Animal Extinction, uh, were protesting there. So some people, are their jobs are disrupted by it. Uh, is that justifiable? Unfortunately for us, we have to accept that if, if we're going to make change happen, and change happen rapidly, the only way that we're going to get people to take notice is actually by creating disruption. If I'd have, uh, I actually know uh, some of the founders of uh, Energy Live News, great guys, um, and um, if I'd have got in touch with them and said, hey, I'd like to talk to you about uh, climate and ecological destruction, um, 
that would they have come and talked to me? Uh, possibly not, but they've sent out a camera crew to come and talk to me because behind me is the cops. Over there probably is like, you know, a frustrated taxi driver. And the thing is what it's doing is it's giving us an opportunity to really place it on the agenda. And something that has happened, which is brilliant, is that people are starting to talk about it now. Literally a year ago, if I'd have talked about climate emergency, people have been, oh, that's a bit scary, that's too much. If I'd have talked about global heating, they were like, no, 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 it's climate change, it's climate change. But that, that, that has shifted. So what people are doing is they're talking the right talk, or starting to talk the right talk, but not that they're not doing the right do. Um, they are, you know, basically government is still funding fracking, is still building uh, runway three, is still uh, constructing HS2 rather than constructing um, uh, other rail network, which will be far more useful for us. Um, and basically what's, what we're looking at is how does uh, government recognise that it needs to radically shift where it's putting its focus and unfortunately if that does mean um, that taxi drivers uh, meat packers are going to be uh, inconvenienced in the short term um, we apologize and uh, we invite them to come and find out more information about why we have done this and then if they connect with why we have done it we invite them to come and join us and at least just to come and look at it. We're not saying come and uh, glue yourself to the, the pavement, but just come and engage with us, uh, but maybe don't uh, kind of like dismiss us. And you mentioned there was, you know, they were scary terms, weren't they? Climate emergency a couple of years ago sounded very drastic, uh, global heating, climate change and so on. Uh, but perhaps the scariest term is like anarchists or overthrowing capitalism, which I'm hearing more and more of now uh, in terms of you know, certain people from the police have said that. And even people within the movement have said, yeah, that's what we're doing, ultimately. Is, is, that, is, is that correct? Is that the mission? It's not the mission. It is definitely not the mission. Okay, I'll reword it. Is it necessary to overthrow capitalism uh, to tackle climate change? I don't know. What I do know is that um, people find it easier to see the end of civilization than they do to see the end of capitalism. Because we've all seen the dystopian movies. We've seen Mad Max, we've seen things like that. Um, now that's beyond capitalism. So what I'm personally interested in is avoiding a Mad Max world. If that the world, a good world, a positive world, is, doesn't have capitalism as we know it at its core, then fine. But, I, but if people are attached to a system that says more about maybe uh, that they can't see that things can change. So, you know, as many of the viewers of this will know, that if you'd have said 10 years ago that uh, the majority of the UK's energy would be uh, low or no carbon, now, by in the, within the 2010s, they'd have gone, nah, that's just ridiculous. Things can change and change very rapidly. Now, Change is uncomfortable, and the reason why people avoid change, and, and we all do it, I do it, I avoid change. And you know, if people want to pick me up on that, oh, yeah, the, the, those things I'll avoid it. But it's really about recognizing that we need, to, we need to envisage a new future, and that's what this site, where we're actually here, it's called the Future Is Here site. And it's about recognizing that we've got basically all the solutions that we need. We just make, need to make a choice, a positive, constructive choice, to focus on that rapidly and uh, grow it quickly and then we need to work 
um, to be creative in how do we apply it all rapidly. And if that means we need to amend radically or completely um, capitalism, I'm not going to cry. I just want a great future. Is it required? Do you think it's needed, though? To, to, if, you, if your vision of how we can tackle climate change, is it going to be necessary to get rid of capitalism? What I would say is uh, the current form of capitalism is almost inevitably going to have to change. It'll either collapse because we get exceptional climate destruction or we change it. Um, the current form of capitalism is, is part of what's causing this, but it's actually what's causing this is humans, and humans are choosing to focus on consumerist capitalist uh, economics. Um, so we can choose to focus on something else. And uh, what I'm a big fan of is uh, a constructive and positive choice which enables us to uh, look at a, a different world um, where actually um, we can still have all some of the, or most of the amazing things that we've got at the moment. And in 15 years' time, if my life has changed, but I've still got family, I've still got friends, I've still got good food, I've still got opportunities to enjoy myself, actually, that's what, that's what people want. They don't need an iPhone. They don't need um, to fly off to Bali uh, on a whim. What they, what, what they really need is connection and communication with other human beings and to feel fulfilled. Remember, you can register for Energy Live Expo. If you're interested in registering for this event, taking place on the 5th of November at the QE2 Centre in London, just visit energylivenews.com slash events slash expo. That's energylivenews.com slash events slash expo and get registered today for free.